This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. The Bronx presents Your Career is Calling with Wanda L of G45 Consulting. Every Sunday morning, Wanda will take you on an incredible journey to help you navigate the ever-changing world of job seeking and career transition. If you have a question for Wanda about your career, phone lines are open. Give us a call at 1-877-900-1077. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up your career is calling. Your career is calling is underwritten by Career Development and Success at Roddy University, Harwell Express Press, your corporate communications printer, and G45 Consulting, committed to both your immediate and long-term career success. Now here's Wanda Ellett with today's edition of Your Career is Calling. You're listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett. Live in the Killarney Public House Studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly ranked the best college radio station in New Jersey per the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc. I'm here for the next hour and very eager to take your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. Behind the glass today, producing our show is Ryder University's intern, Ricky Marin. Yay, Ricky. This is his first show, and he's he's kind of solo. He he has like a little bit of guidance from Eric. <laughs> but um, he's, he's, he's running the board solo, so good luck, Ricky. You're going to do fantastic. Um, and today, I'm very honored, very excited to have a repeat guest. I, I think this is your annual appearance on the show. Um, I have Edward Lynch. Eddie, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Yay! Thank you, Eddie, for joining me so early on a Sunday morning. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about Eddie. Eddie is, um, I guess, well, I call you czar of the universe because you do so many different things. And um, he is a political pundit. He's the managing partner of uh, Everglades Group uh, down in Palm Beach. It's West Palm Beach or is it Palm Beach? Yep, West Palm Beach. And also, uh, you have Nobo, 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 how do you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, a microbrewery um, conglomerate that we're actually in the process of. We've got um, a couple up. We just signed a couple leases and um, putting a bunch of them together. And you're always doing, you always are doing something. You're always working on something, working with somebody. You have many shark tanks that occur in your office every every day, pretty much. So yeah, I, I have tendency to call it like I see it. So I got a lot of guys coming over and who are willing to listen to my pablum and going off, and uh, and they, uh, you know, a lot of them are successful. I get a lot of congressional candidates coming in and asking, um, you know, for help on position papers, things like that. And I've also got an IT company that we're in the process of getting off the ground, and um, and then an international company that I'm working with in uh, Puerto Rico. So needless to say, he's a little busy. <laughs> and I can't think of like when I think of career advice and even, you know, he's always giving advice and, and always, you know, very helpful with everyone um, that, that, you know, that's just I think that's just the way you are. You always put others needs before your own sometimes. And um, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, generally what we what we were discussing and how the format of the show was we would take a high level topic and drill down and, and have people talk about different things. And over the past couple of years, Eddie's helped with uh, the concept of uh, talking about politics in and out of the office um, and, you know, how to, to deal with that and why you should get involved with politics. Also uh, the topic of negotiation, you were uh, gracious enough to join me with uh, Ken Green and um, and that was an insightful conversation. And today, the topic is what we've been doing this year is what we call 52 Stories, where we have a guest each week talk about their biggest career lesson, or they could talk about multiple career lessons and um, share insight into their, their career path and, you know, how they came to this career lesson. So, Eddie, I'm going to ask you, what is your big career lesson? 
That's a tough one. Actually, when you texted me about it, I, I, I almost tried to think about it, and I usually don't like preparing for things because then I tend to be a little bit too scripted or staged, and, and I don't like that. But it, it's, it's so difficult whether you're talking um, career advice for someone who's looking to get a job with someone or someone who's looking to be an entrepreneur and start their own company. Um, I, I would probably say, and, and I couldn't give a ton of advice, with regard to um, going and seeking a job, because I've only had one job where I worked for anyone in my entire career, and um, I, I didn't like it all that much. So, but I also have had thousands of employees, and I know what I look for um, when I, when I, you know, or when we're looking to hire someone or, or bring someone in. Um, every, every time, and, and I, this would probably be the most sage advice I could give anyone that's that's looking for a job. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, um, you know, what the company can do for you. Just portray to your potential boss or your, your future company what it is that you can do for them. And I know it seems a little cliche, but if you're more concerned about what you can do for your company rather than what your company can do for you, you will never, ever lose your job, and you will always make the money that you make as long as the company is around, and then you'll have a big part in doing that. And so many people, you know, they, they sit down for an interview, and they're like, well, I need to make this much, and I need to have these benefits, and I need to have this, and I need to have that. All of that stuff will follow if you're not really concerned about what you make. And, you know, I, I've had employees that have been so valuable to me and so invaluable to me that... You know, I would literally move the world to keep them and give them exactly what they needed. In fact, the, some of the employees I think about, I've given them more money than they've ever made in their entire lives, and I treat them like they truly are. I treat them like partners in the business, not just strictly employees. And then there's the other ones that I don't like that much, and they're, they're, um, they're as easy to replace or, or they're worth whatever it costs to replace them. And that's just the truth. Well, you know, some of that advice would go for somebody looking for a job, but it would also go for a business owner or, you know, who's going to, to pitch to a client or even somebody looking like what kind of business that they would, they should pursue um, or business opportunity. It's being passionate and about, you know, whether you have one business or multiple businesses, it's when you're focused on that specific business, you know, what value are you going to bring? And, and, and there again, I think that that would translate into that. Yeah. I always tell people um, when I lecture it and I, I do get to lecture a lot of business things and, you know, did business events and I lecture at colleges and, and it's great fun because I love seeing the kids and seeing their excitement and enthusiasm. But I always, I usually start every lecture by going, I hate employees, every single one of them. If I paid them what they thought they were worth, I'd be out of business the next day. And that's just the truth. I mean, you have to be smart about what you're doing, you know, when it comes to your own business. But the one thing that I found to be most true about starting your own business um, is that you always need two things. You need someone that knows business and someone that knows the business. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I can tell you, we have, we have the microbreweries and, and, you know, that's great. I hate beer. I literally hate beer, but I like the business. So, um, and the business, you know, I should say I like business. And it's a good business. It's a hot business right now. It's, it's a good commodity business. So um, I'm excited about it. But what I did was I surrounded myself with people that are better than me um, who know the business, who know how to make the best beers, and we win awards and everything else with that. But, you know, if you don't know business and the business, you're definitely going to fail. And, you know, it, it's very much like I know when Ken was on, we were talking about the best book. Um, you know, I still believe it's The Art of War. That's the best business book you can ever possibly read. Yeah. Um, and what happens is it puts you in a mindset. But in there, Sun Tzu also says something very important is if you know yourself and you know your enemy, um, then you'll be successful. You, there's, there's no need to fear a thousand battles. If you know not yourself and your enemy, or you know yourself and not your enemy, then your best prospect is a 50-50 deal. And so it's very important, not that business is your enemy, but you've got to know all of the parties that you're getting involved with. 
That's very true. And, you know, and that's the other thing too. Like it's not even treating them as an enemy. It's just like even, you know, from the perspective, like the topic we were discussing with Ken was negotiation. And, you know, if you're going to do work for somebody and, and whether you're going to go in as an employee or as a vendor to sell your service to a person or business to business, you know, you, you still have to know like what anticipate their needs and anticipate, you know, what what their pain points are. And, and, and that's really what's going to make you successful. Like you were saying, it doesn't make sense if you're going in with a laundry list of things that, you know, your demands, it doesn't make sense. And whether you go into a negotiation like that, you know, you're destined to fail because if you're not looking at the other side and if you're not willing to put yourself in the other person's shoes, then you, you know, like you said, with the employees that you could care less about, you know, it's just, they just become a commodity and it's just a simple easy transaction as far as you provide this specific service and this is what it's going to cost me to replace you. There is a beginning and an end and that's it. There's no partnership. There's no value. There's, there's nothing. It's, it's a short term. It's not about relationship. Yeah. And I'm the same way when I look for, for partners to get involved with in businesses, you know, I understand I, I can't wear all the hats and even though sometimes I probably try to, um, you know, again, I, I try to surround myself with people that are way better than me. Um, and I try to just kind of be the orchestrator or or the maestro, if you will. You know, you put together the best band you possibly can have or the best players, and, you know, you leave them to their own accord, and there'll be chaos. If you get the right person in front there just kind of being the rudder, then you'll have, you know, symphonies that, that Beethoven will be proud of. And so that tends to be more or less my strong point. Um, I'm I'm usually looking for people that, that have as much passion, if not more, about a topic, which is usually hard to find. I, I get very passionate about what I do. Um, but you, you try to get people that are willing to to do whatever it takes to become successful, who are willing to risk whatever it takes to to achieve the goals that they've set for themselves. And if you do, you'll be very successful. Um, but if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you will likewise be very unsuccessful. And I see a lot of people, you know, doing that um, because of their egos. They have a hard time surrounding themselves with people who are smarter than them or better than them or, um, you know, are able to make better decisions for fear of their own inadequacies. They would rather be surrounded with yes people or, or people who, you know, will, will tell them how great they are or make them feel good about themselves. I'd rather have other people around me who I can make feel good about themselves. And there again, like, I think that that, you know, there are people that they have yes people around them. And I think that they'll only achieve like a, they can achieve some success, but it's only it's limit limited. I think your thought process and your value system sends you where it's limitless. Like you could go anywhere. The sky's the limit beyond the sky's the limit. You know, the universe is the, there's no limit with you, you know, your thoughts. Now let's go back in time. Like, you know, so how did you start out? You know, cause like, how did you learn that this was the, the way to go? Did you always have that thought process? Um, I mean, I, I would, tend to say, you know, there, there's people that are more um, suited to work for people and people that are more suited to not work for people. So I think I've always kind of had that. Um, the only job that I can really, I mean, I guess I've had two jobs. Um, I, I worked for a guy once in um, telecom, and, and that's what led me to my career, uh, my first career. And then I've worked for um, I worked for Prudential selling life insurance because when my mom passed away I I had custody of my little sister so I thought that would be a responsible job and you know I was working for a big company and and um, I tended to sell life insurance by walking in someone's house who had children calling them idiots if they didn't have life insurance uh, it worked pretty well but apparently my my managers didn't think that was a good approach. So I, I lasted a year. I was successful. I, I was one of the top producers in the country. But, and you would really um, go you know, into the place and say, doing things. you would really go into a place and say, into a house and say, you're, you know, you see the children and just call the people idiots. Yeah, my, my whole sales strategy. So if you're in life insurance, let me tell you something that really works well. I would sit down with the husband and wife and um, I would say, why do you hate your wife and children? 
and the guy would kind of get mad at me. And I said, look, here's the deal to the wife. I would say this. I said, here's the deal. If this guy signs today, right now, and tomorrow, heaven forbid, he's on his way to work and he gets in a terrible car accident and dies, the next time I, and he signs this, the next time I see you, I'll be handing you a check. Um, if he doesn't, the next time I see you, unfortunately, I'll be saying, I'm very sorry for your loss. And secondly, I'll be saying, I told you so. So I know it's very mean. It's nasty. It sounds terrible. But that's just the truth. If you care about your family, you'll sign this right now. If you don't care about your family, good luck, and I'll just leave. And the wife inevitably every time would say, you better sign this damn thing right now. And then I would come back and I would be able to sell a policy on her going, hey, she wanted to be covered. Now you need to be covered so your kids are covered. And, you know, that was just my strategy. Um, it, it worked well. And, and the reason being, my mom died with no life insurance and I had, a, you know, custody of a 13-year-old. So I was very passionate about it. I believed in it. And whenever you can do something that you believe in for the right reasons, regardless of how you get there, um, kind of like the ends justifies the means, you know, very Machiavellian. But, um, it, you know, I think that you'll be more successful. That's very true. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing Ed. Am I supposed to call you Eddie or Edward? No, it doesn't matter. I call you Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Edward, I call him Eddie. Lynch, <laughs> live in the Killarney Public House studios at Rider University's radio station at 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Edward Lynch has been sharing some great insight into his career success and into his career, his big career lesson of, uh, I guess to, to summarize it, it's, it's you know, focusing on the value you bring to others um, and that will drive success for you. We'll be right back after a short break. If you have a question about your career, we have all the answers. Give us a call with yours at 1-877-900-1077. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Your Career is Calling. And now, back to Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett, live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today, I'm here with the amazing Edward Lynch, and he has been sharing some great uh, insight into uh, like his career advice of uh, providing service to others and focusing on the value that you bring to the table uh, as you know, your, your driving point to success. And we are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. So, so far in the first section, we thought we start, we started talking about uh, some of your career, like you've done so many different things. Uh, You know, one of the aspects was that you worked for two different companies and, you know, working as an employee and you've always been an entrepreneur. Um, after you did the, the stint with the, the Prudential Company, where did you go then? Well, I started in, um, in telecom, and, and it had been years before that I had actually worked for someone, and I saw an opportunity. And, that, and that's another piece of advice I could give. I mean, you have to be open to opportunity. You have to realize when it presents itself, and you have to not be afraid to just go after the opportunity. And, and thank goodness so many people are. Otherwise, I'd have more people to compete with. But I wound up um, sitting down with a guy who told me that, um, that telecom would be a great industry. And it was at the time when there really was not a lot of telecom. And um, at, at the very birth, I guess it would be what, what we would call 1G now. And, um, and I, I wound up, you know, believing him. Um, he turned out to be a, a huge player in the industry. Um, he sold his company for $10 billion and wound up um, becoming the largest shareholder of, of uh, Sprint and um, actually Nextel and then put the deal together with Sprint. Um, so I, I just kind of, you know, looked at it. I saw the opportunity. I said, you know, let's do it. And we just started. And um, that was my first career where I started this big telecom construction company and uh, wound up selling it. Wow. Now, um, like, where did you go after that? So here you are, you sold this, this company and I'm assuming that you, you made like a boatload of money. Um, so did you have to work again? 
Um, I think you always have to work. Uh, so, and I, I don't know really any other way. I, I, I came down to Florida and, you know, they, they have favorable state tax rates and they're a good um, state for LLCs. Um, so I, I came down to Florida and I kind of had a nightclub and restaurant for a while, just playing around. I was racing cars professionally. Um, I was playing golf on the Hooters tour. It was, it was great fun. And, you know, sure enough, someone came up and said, Hey, we should whatever. And uh, I got into another business and I just kept going and going. And, and then when I got into the one business where I was consulting at the VA hospitals, that's what got me into politics is, um, I saw a lot of the, the problems that, that we were having at the hospital. So when I went and contacted my congressman, I realized he was an idiot, so I ran for Congress. Um, I wasn't successful. Well, I would say I was successful. I just didn't win. Um, yeah, I would, I would agree with that because it opened up another career avenue for you. You know, I see them all the same. It's kind of weird. Business is business. I mean, you know, politics is something I do for passion. It's something I do because it's critically important in our nation that we understand what's going on. Um, that's when I learned that I really hate attorneys even more than I thought that I did. Um, you know, th- talk about a failed business model. You know, these guys go in and they say, well, give me money, and when it runs out, I'll be done. They don't promise um, any results. They'll tell you, well, you're going to get, you know, the other guy's going to pay more than they want, and you're going to have to accept less than you want. They're all about settling. And think about it. It's a profession where if one of them wins, one of them loses every single time. So their goal is never to take that chance and risk that. So they're always trying to settle. And so I've represented myself in several cases and knock on wood, I've been successful representing myself. Um, and, and it's just because no one cares about you as much as you're going to care about you. And so, I would say that that's you know, another it, big it, lesson. It's all too. business, <laughs> regardless of how you look at it. Like I said, there's, there's business and the business. I'm involved in many businesses right now that would seem kind of, you know, different from one another, but from my standpoint, they're all the same. There's a product going out to someone, whether it's an actual product or a service, and you need to understand wherein lies the the pitfalls, um, the best opportunities at selling whatever service or product you're selling, that is surrounding yourself with the right people, then it's just business, regardless of whether we're selling beer or you know we're we're selling construction and architectural services, real estate. Whether I'm selling IT services or um, whether I'm selling you know um, building products from you know an international location, it's all the same. Right, and and that's the thing that you that would kill me too, and it does kill me even like helping people and they're managing their career. That sometimes you know you have a skill set that's transferable to multiple industries. And, you know, it always cracks me up, whether it's the person who is the hiring manager or a company. And I, I get it. There are nuances to a medical field. There are nuances to, you know, a pharmaceutical company versus a finance company. There's a cultural difference. There's like all different just just nuances, something that's a little bit different. But at the core of it, if you're accounting, if you're doing accounting, yes, there may be certain things that you may have to learn that are specific to that industry or specific to that, uh, you know, that area of accounting. But at the core of it, if you're an accountant and and this is your, you're an operations accounting, it's operations accounting. And, and, and it is transferable, whether it's pharmaceutical, whether it's finance, whether it's an oil and gas industry, you know, it's, it's all transferable. And I think sometimes people don't have the courage or the foresight to understand that they, you know, they aren't just put into a box. And many people are just put into this little tiny box and that's all they can do. And that's, you know, this is what they did and, and this is what they know and they're not willing to grow. And I applaud you and I'm inspired by you because you just, you know, you understand and, and you've always been like that where you are open to different things and and, and have the courage to walk through the door. Yeah, and, and you, I mean, you, you kind of hit it on the head there. You know, while there's things that are, as you mentioned, that are in common with, with different businesses, I would even go a step further and say every business is exactly the same. The business might be a little bit different with regard to the product or service that you're providing because that's what every single business does. You can't name one that isn't providing a service 
or a product to an end user or to a middle user. Right. There, there are none. Um, but business inevitably is always the same. You're going to look at profit. You're going to look at losses. You're going to look at overhead. You're going to look at cost of goods sold. You're going to look at, you know, the, the best hiring practices. You're going to look at, you know, what's required as far as the rules and regulations within that industry. But, you know, very rarely will you get into a position um, where someone will say to you, hey, thanks for coming aboard our company in this entrance, uh, entry-level position, so why don't you go ahead and sit in the corner office and make all the decisions that are going to determine whether or not we're successful in the future? Right. Um, that's not going to happen. So I, I've had the Well, it could most, happen over time. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've had the most luck with people who I have hired that I'm sure no one else would hire um, to do the job that they did. Um, for example, I hired a guy as a project manager and a supervisor who um, was my car salesman. He probably wasn't in a great position to be a car salesman. Um, he didn't really know that much about cars. But I saw in him um, an ability and a desire that I thought I could mold into um, being a successful project manager, and he was literally one of the best guys I've ever had. My best employee ever. The only employee ever that said to me, you know, if you can't make payroll or anything ever happens, I just want you to know I'm the first guy you don't have to pay. I'm with you for the long haul. I believe in you. I believe in our company. And now, knock on wood, it's been it's been 25 years or so, 30 years, that I've been, had businesses and I've never missed the payroll. But um, that's the only person ever to say that. And this was a guy that, that um, and, and then this story will give you an insight to the integrity that you need to have in business, um, no matter how cutthroat it is. But I won't steal anyone. So I had a guy working for me, uh, working for a subcontractor of mine, and he wound up just leaving one day, just quit and left me kind of in a lurch. The subcontractor then sent someone back. So this individual came back to me two weeks later and said, I'm sorry I left you in a lurch. I hated my boss. I hated everything about that company, but I would really love to work for you directly. Now, I said, well, I like you, and even though you left me in a lurch, I understand, but i got to make a phone call. I called the subcontractor, which I've done many times, and i got to tell you, I've never been denied. But I did ask the subcontractor, hey, look, this guy here came to me. He wants to work for me. I know he's working for you and quit. I did not steal him, I, and if you say no, I will not hire him. And I've never had anyone say no. They always say, yeah, you take the idiot. So I take the idiot, literally the best employee I ever had. And um, unfortunately, he passed away, you know, several years um, ago. But, I mean, I would move heaven and hell for this guy. And he did the same for me and my company. And he was, he, I put him in a position that he had never had before. And, and that's the key is hiring people, you know, when, when you sit across from the hiring personnel, chances are they're not going to hire someone that's better than them because they're too insecure about their own abilities or their own inabilities. And that's one big problem that I see. But, you know, never be afraid to show someone, even outside of the industry you think you belong in, the value that you bring ultimately to their company. Um, if, and, you know, I've had a couple of people say to me, look, you know, hire me for two weeks, don't even pay me, which I can't do that. But, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that they have that much confidence in their abilities. And they say, let's see what we can do together. And I'll prove myself to you and my value. And, you know, that that's kind of a good ploy. Um, legally, we can't do that. We have to pay people. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I love people that have that attitude. And, you know, and, and they're, again, they're showing, they're willing to show you the value. They're willing to, you know, put their themselves out on the line and, you know, kudos there's and there's different ways you know to skin a cat and and if anybody's creative like i've never met anybody as creative as you eddie i have to say that <laughs> so well i mean if you give me a lump of crap i'll find a way to make something out of it <laughs> um, it's just kind of the way that it is you know sometimes i wonder if you know maybe some of my friends that are very successful they've they've gone down different roads where they've gone down the corporate model and and they've had that security, if you will, although, you know, they could always be fired, but um, they brought value so they wouldn't be fired. And, and you know, I, I think that would be nice with a 401k and things like that. 
but it's just not in my DNA. Um, I've been on top of the mountain, and unfortunately, sometimes I've had the mountain on top of me. But the one thing whenever the mountain is on me is that I know how to get back up to the top. And I know it's just a matter of the right time, the right deal. Um, I tell entrepreneurs all the time, the key for your, your success is toughing it out and staying around long enough to realize when an opportunity presents itself and then take that opportunity. You, you've got to be in it in order to get lucky. It's kind of like, you know, the lottery. You've got to be in it to win it. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. You know, you can't complain about, about, you know, not winning the lottery if you didn't buy a ticket. Now, those are bad odds, and, you know, so you maybe don't want to do that. But, you know, it's a good example. You, you have to be in a position to be offered the opportunities to, to understand when there is one there. And then... I'm just telling you, you know, you got to jump with everything that you have as hard as you can, as far as you can, and understand that your desire for success will, if you're smart enough, will um, take you to that next level. And if you can piggyback off someone else's success that they've already started to establish in a business, then, you know, you're both going to do better off. It's very, very true. Always wise. Um, you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with Edward Lynch. We are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Edward Lynch, he's... He's done so many different things. He's had success in so many different arenas. Um, he's currently the managing partner of the Everglades Group and um, a couple of other businesses as well and has been sharing some great insight into his career lessons of providing value to others, uh, persistence, and having the courage to walk through a door and take an opportunity. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. If you have a question about your career, we have all the answers. Give us a call with yours at one 900 1077 Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Your Career is Calling. And now, back to Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronc, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today, I'm here with Edward Lynch, and he is, I, I don't know, what do you call yourself? The czar of the universe? Edward? <laughs> no, I, I'm just a schmuck. <laughs> He's been sharing some great insight, though, into providing value to others, persistence, courage to walk through a door and, and take an opportunity. Just a lot of great advice. And um, before we continue our conversation, we have our producer, Ricky Marin, with his segment, Finding Your Future. Our producer is going to help make your career journey a little brighter every week by providing you with available job listings, including how to apply and contact our featured employers, plus other tips on how you can better your career path. Finding your future is underwritten in part by Ryder University's Office of Career Services. Our role in your education is to prepare you for your career. For more information online, it's ryder.edu forward slash career services. Now here's our producer with Finding Your Future. The Princeton Area Community Foundation seeks a communications and marketing intern. Bring your enthusiasm, social media savvy, writing skills, and ability to think strategically. You'll learn a lot about philanthropy and about giving effectively, and you'll make important contributions to thrive. This summer 2018 internship opportunity is available for 20 hours per week at $12 an hour. For more information, log into your Writer Handshake account and look up the Princeton Area Community Foundation. That concludes this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Writer University's Office of Career Services. Our role in your education is to prepare you for your career. For more information online, it's writer.edu forward slash career services. Our producer will be back next Sunday with more job listings and special tips to help you get further with your career exclusively on Your Career's Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Excellent job, Ricky. Excellent job. So as I, I started to share, uh, you've done, you've given us so much insight, you know, uh, one of the things you should always focus on, whether you're an employee looking for a job or an entrepreneur looking for an opportunity to serve as a vendor, is providing value to others, um, being persistent and, and staying in the game. You have to be in it to win it. Um, and also having the courage to walk through a door and take an opportunity. Um, what would you say is like how how what's the best advice you could give in overcoming adversity? Um, I, I, I would say thank you. 
I mean, the truth of the matter is, for those that are in the game for the long haul, and, and if, you're, if you understand economics, you understand short run versus long run, adversity is nothing but a situation that happens in the short run unless you're of the mindset that will allow it to continue to happen in the long run. Um, you know, for every no, you're closer to a yes. So even, when, you know, going back to when I actually worked at Prudential, I knew the, the, you know, law of large numbers, which was basically you make 100 calls, you'll get 10 appointments, you'll sell one or two, um, you know, deals. So the goal is to get to those 90 no's as quickly as humanly possible so that you know that you're expected to get to those yeses right away. Um, you just can't be afraid to fail, um, you know, as long as you learn something every time that you fail. Then you didn't fail. You succeeded. When I ran for Congress, I didn't win. That wasn't a failure. That was actually something that taught me an awful lot about the scumbag swamp that we have in Washington, D.C., which yeah. I could go on forever about. Um, <laughs> and you do. Like the matrix <laughs> your which I could be reinserted. <laughs> but, you know, it, it also put me in contact with people that make decisions that are able to help me in my business situations. And I'm able to pick up the phone and call any number of, of major league politicians that people would be shocked that I can do. And, and I use that also as, as an impetus of, of showing people my value when I come to a situation is if I believe in a product, I can get it presented to the people that need to see it. Um, so, you know, whenever there's adversity, just say thank you and move on. And if you learned nothing, you're an idiot. If you took nothing from that and you're not able to advance it, then you deserve the, your lot in life of being, you know, feeling like Eeyore and just woe is me. I mean, the truth of the matter is you make of yourself what you make of yourself. That's it. There's no other secret to it. If you believe in yourself, then other people will or may. But if you don't believe in yourself, no one will. That's just the truth. And, you know, you have to go out and, and you know, grab life, um, you know, by the horns. I mean, do everything that you can. And I, I kind of believe that, you know, when I am finally breathe my last breath, I'm going to go, like, you know, the, the, the joke says, I'm going to go sliding into my cemetery plot sideways in a car, barely making it on empty, and after going 300 miles an hour, and I'm just going to be like, damn, I'm done. That was a good ride. <laughs> and knowing you, that's how you're going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried a couple times at Daytona. You know, I thought I was kind of close to that one, but, you know. No, it's not time for you. Only the good day. No, teasing. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> um, so what would you say is, like, like as far as the most surprising thing you've learned in, in, in living your career? Um, the stupidity of other people. I, I've, I've always been amazed at how I can underestimate how stupid other people are, how unwilling they are, how gripped by fear they are. I mean, thank goodness. And, you know, and I've been able to to forge different businesses and, and success in businesses and careers out of um, other people's stupidity. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, if, if everyone got it, there'd be a, a lot more competition out there. Yeah. I just don't think um, that I can fail. So, you know, I, I don't. Um, but, you know, I'm well, always I don't think amazed that you, I don't think that at you how think... people... Go ahead. I don't think that you think that you can't fail. I just think that you're open-minded to... You know, you, you, it's just, it's not even in your vocabulary failure. You know, it, it doesn't even, it's not in the equation. So it's not even thinking that you can't fail. It's just, it's just not in the equation. Like you said, it's always a value. I'm going to try this and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And then I'm either going to change it and work with it and move forward or I'm just going to drop it. It's just useless for me to pursue. So I don't well, think it's Well, I would fair. even take it a step further. I've never failed. I refuse to fail because yeah. as long as you get something out of it, as long as you get some knowledge out of it, as long as you, then you've gotten an education. And mm -hmm. if you've gotten an education, then, and you're able to apply what you learned, then you did not fail. You needed what someone else perceives as a failure in order to progress you further. So I, I don't fail ever, knock on wood, but you know, if, if something doesn't go exactly like I wanted it to, then I figure out why it didn't and how I can take that knowledge and take it to the next step next time. And, and that's the key is, you know, n not to think of, you know, ever being in a position where you're going to fail. There is no adversity if you learn from it. The, you know, 
like Nietzsche said, said, that which fails to kill me serves only to make me stronger, and I would add, or it doesn't. And, yeah. and that's just the truth. You know, if you get out there and you're like, oh, I went to this interview and I didn't do so well and they didn't hire me. Good. Why? Ask them. Pick up the phone and say, why didn't you hire me, you idiot? Right. You know, I'm the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. So why didn't you hire me? And it's I mean, a blessing. You, you've and it can be a blessing, and, too. And I do. I mean, you know, when I give lectures or things like that, obviously, I'm going to bloviate and kind of, you know, take it to another level. You know, but so I do temper it you know, where, where you try not to be too off-putting, but, um, you know, the, the measure of success that you have for yourself can only be determined by yourself, and whether or not you reach it is also something that can only be determined by yourself. Yeah. I mean, go out and do what you want to do. This world has so much to offer. There is, there's so many, there are so many people who, who use the fact that they came from this, they came from that, they don't have this, they're a woman, they're black, they're Hispanic, they're poor, they don't have the education, they don't have this. Well, you know what? Tell that to Mark Zuckerberg. Tell yeah. that to Bill Gates. Tell that to, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's an idiot. But the thing is, he's doing really well, kind of. So, you know, he didn't believe all the naysayers. He said, you know what, I'm going to do this thing. Bill Gates said, you know what, I'm dropping out of school and I'm going to do this. I'm sure his parents weren't thrilled with that. Yeah. Guess what? I'm sure they're, you know, singing a different tune right now. Yeah. You, know, you look at the people that are successful, there's one thing that, that's in common with all of them. And people that aren't successful think it's that they're braggadocious or they're, they're conceited or they're egotistical or egomaniacal. It's not. It's that they have a level of confidence that they're able to portray in themselves and then portray to other people that other people believe what it is they're peddling. Whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whatever it is, they go, yeah, I got to get me some of that. It's not the product. It's the person. The yeah. best salespeople don't sell products. They sell themselves. Yeah. And it makes you want to be like them. It makes you to be uh, want to be to understand what it is that they have, um, and, and you want a piece of that. So if they're using this product, you're going to use that product. Those are the best salespeople, because quite frankly, there's no difference between Tide and you know laundry detergent and Cheers laundry detergent. There's really no difference. I mean, it's a matter of preference. So what makes people do it? Because you want to be associated with the people that are that you deem are successful that are associated with those products. And those are the best salespeople. So when you go out to sell yourself, you've got to sell yourself in such a way that people go, yeah, I want a piece of that. I want to be with them. I want to be around them. I want to get some of that that they have because somehow I'm lacking that and I want that. I need that. If you can do that, you'll be the best at whatever you do all the time. And any last bits of advice? Yeah, don't be afraid to fail. Just don't. I mean, go out. And, and you can do anything that you want in the world, anything, you know, within reason. Obviously, I'm never going to play another pro sport. Yeah, I'm well, you a could. Now. But the truth you of the matter is, you could go the senior circuit if you I'm wanted. looking for one. So <laughs> I may get back into racing professionally. But, you know, the truth is, you can do anything. Just go and do it. And what stops people nine out of ten times is their fear of failure. Don't be afraid to fail. And there is no such thing as failure, because if you, if you glean information, if you understand why you were not as successful, so a no just is not being as successful as a yes. That's all that it is. And if you can glean something from that situation, then you were successful. And then if you take that and use that going forward, then... You will always be successful. You will always get what you want. You will always do what you want. And that's another key that I, that I say for life. You know, I, I tend to be very driven, but the one thing I understand is I am completely satisfied with what I have. And if you want what you have, then you don't want anything else. And it's awesome. I mean, I literally, you know, that's not to say that I'm not driven and that I don't want, you know, other things, other types of success and things like that. You do like shiny but, things. <laughs> you know, you've got to be, what's that? You do like shiny new things. I do like shiny things and I do like shopping and I like pretty things that smell nice, sure. But, you know, other than that, you know, you've just got to really understand how awesome this gift of life that we have is. It's, it's way too short and 
you know, if you can pass on to others, you know, the best in you, then you'll always be here. And, and, and I think that's the key is, you know, leaving a legacy, um, regardless of what it is or to who it is. If you can touch one person's life or a million people's life, um, you know, it, it's just as good. But, you know, always strive to do that and never, ever be afraid to fail. Wow. And this has been really, really exciting. And I knew, like, calling you for career advice is going to be impactful and, you know, just chock full of, of information and, and multiple lessons. And uh, you didn't, you know, you, you, you uh, over-delivered, of course, <laughs> like you always do. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, but you know the the other thing is hard work. I mean, right now I'm sitting outside my office. I you know I plan on going in there and working for a while, and and I don't see it as work. I love it. I love what I do. I love creating things. I love creating jobs for people. I love creating wealth. You know, I love doing business, regardless of what the business is. And you know, so if you're willing to work hard and you're not afraid to fail, you can. And that's the other thing too. Like you've designed your life that. You know, because I know in knowing you personally, you don't take vacation, but you don't really feel you need it, you know, because even because you love what you do and and not that every day, you know, you're you know, you're not you work very hard and you work very early and long hours and you're working until late at night. And um, but you love what you do. So it's not like you need to take a vacation from your life because you're really loving what you do. Yeah, I, I don't think of it as I work very hard. I just think of it as you know, I'm doing what I want to do. And, and if, you know, it's not work for me. Um, so, you know, I, I just love it. I, I mean, I get up in the morning, I jump out of bed. I, I like, you know, I'll go to the gym and, and work out. And that, that's not work for me either. That's, that's great fun. And then I feel refreshed. I, I go to the office. I go to business meetings. I love it. All day long, there's challenges. And I'm always looking how to take things a step further and bring people in and open another company. I mean, you know, seeing the opportunities that are there and realizing when they are and just taking them and, again, not being afraid to fail. I mean, you just can't. It, it, it's so awesome, the opportunities that we have in life. Um, so do you have anything that you'd like to promote right now or anything like how can people get in touch with you? Um, you can follow me on Facebook if you don't mind um, politics because that's all I use Facebook for. Um, just, you know... I mean, they can contact me through you and whatever. If they have businesses they want to open, let me know. I'm always looking to open another business. Um, but, you know, there's, there's really not. I mean, you know, I'm promoting all my stuff to, you know, where I'm promoting it now. And, and so I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I would just tell people, just go and do it. Wake up today and go and do it. If you're listening to this show, go and do it tomorrow morning. Don't wait. You know, it's like when you have a New Year's resolution. Why are you waiting to New Year's for a resolution? You know, I wake up and resolve to do something every day. I'm not going to wait to do it. If you want to quit smoking, quit smoking today. Why wait till New Year's? You know, you want to go to the gym. Why wait till New Year's? Go to the gym tomorrow morning. I mean, you know, life is too short. Do everything that you can. You know, I, I wish people could walk a day in, in my shoes and, and just understand how awesome life is um, and that they can have that same awesomeness. But, you know, again, I'm glad not everyone is. Otherwise, there'd be a lot more competition. <laughs> oh, you kill me. And the one thing, too, I, you know, people should know, it's not like, you know, how you were saying with, with Zuckerberg and, you know, with all these different people like yourself that have achieved success in their life. Uh, you know, it's not that you were handed things, you know, because you work very hard and everything you you've earned, you've done it yourself. You're, you know, a self-made man. Um, there's been people around, like you said, you've, you've, you've had people around you have partnered with people, but at the core of it, you know, you've driven your success and, um, I applaud you and I'm honored and humbled to have you in my life. And thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, never be afraid to surround yourself with people smarter than you. If they're smarter than you and you bring value, they're going to understand the value that you bring. So always, always surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And I appreciate that. You know, I, I and it's 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 an honor to call you a lifelong friend. And um, you've been an inspiration all this time. And um, I'm truly grateful. And I'm grateful for you oh, getting up so that. early on a Sunday morning for me. <laughs> 
But thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And I, I feel that this has been like, you know, like I said, you over delivered in, in advice. You know, you've just shared so much. And it's true. And hopefully somebody listening, you know, whether you're looking to manage your career, um, going to work for a company or you're looking to start your own company or you're in your own company. You know, I hope that this was impactful. And I think it would be. So thank yeah, you. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, we could just talk offline and say hi. but thank you very much i I really appreciate it oh my pleasure have a great day hey you too so in closing to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com where we have over five years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management you can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 the bronx free iphone or android apps from the app store you simply search wrrc1 or wrrc2 and we would love to have uh hear from you during the week you can check out and like our facebook pages your career is calling g45 consulting um also i have a media page wanda you can check out and like my um, my website, g45consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Boot Camp. Um, if you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the June class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. You can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. Uh, we would like to thank our producer, Ricky Marin, for another outstanding job and the Bronx general manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Arwell Express Press, and Rider University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without their support. We appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage your career. We thank you for listening in. And remember, own your career and keep networking alive. Uh, Next week is uh, Memorial Day. So we're going to be playing um, an outstanding episode, encore episode, and hope you enjoy the time with your family and friends. um, And hope you have a great week. And we'll be here the following week uh, with another great guest. Have a great week. The phone lines may be closed, but job opportunities are one call away. Thank you for listening to Your Careers Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting. Join Wanda and her who's who of guests and career consultants next Sunday at 8 a.m. as they provide you with even more great advice on how to truly take control of your career. Missed an episode? Go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to previous shows. Just look up Your Careers Calling. Your Careers Calling is underwritten by Career Development and Success at Rider University.